Alright. Hello, Alan. Uh, why don't you uh, have a seat in the chair? Make sure it's a non-stick non chair and you can uh, take off your shirt uh, as much as you are feel comfortable with. And uh, just so that you don't get any hair on the collar. Okay. So first I'll just wrap this cape around you. Um, too tight? Nope. Just right? Okay, good. Alright, so um, now I'm just gonna comb your hair in the direction it grows in. Just trying to get it as natural as possible. Then um, we're gonna just take it up on the sides with a three. And uh, at the very bottom it's gonna be a one and a half. And then after we finish the sides and back we'll do a little scissor over comb to connect the sides into the top and okay let me just uh, fill this bottle up with a little warm water so that it's not too shocking make sure it doesn't get in your eyes just a little water here um, as we go through the top and uh, how's this length sounds good so I'm just gonna layer through the back trying to cut it in one length you want a little longer in the front or we can do whatever just to uh, give you some length to uh, do a little pizzazz in the front and uh, okay so we just did sides and back um, pretty much near the finished product here's a mirror take a look and then forever hold your silence and last step is just uh, gonna take this trimmer and go around the perimeter. Um, some people like it kind of blocked off, nice clean line. Some people like a more gradual faded look. So up to you what you would like. All right, well, that's about it. Um, you can uh, rinse your hair off in the shower. I have this gray towel here that I use for everybody. And yeah, you can uh, just Venmo me and I'll see you next time. Hey everyone, what you just heard was the voice of my friend Andy if he were giving me or maybe you a haircut. Andy has given plenty of haircuts ever since his college days. And so I thought it'd be interesting to invite him to this episode to hear about his uh, experiences, any lessons, anything he's learned along the way um, through giving haircuts. Andy, uh, how how many haircuts would you say you've given to this day? I've really lost count. Um, I started in my third year of college, and in that first year, I probably gave about 150 haircuts. Oh my and, gosh. Um, fourth year of college it probably doubled so to about 300 or so then uh, I went to med school or I also went to Madison Wisconsin gave a couple haircuts there gave a girl a haircut gave a pastor a haircut for a wedding gave the a guy who is going to propose a wedding or gave a guy who is going to propose a haircut yeah uh, proposal haircut um, also gave the wedding guy 
a haircut, I think. I think it was, yeah. Wow. So, and then I went to med school and um, gave way more haircuts. I eventually started charging just because I think I was giving a little too much. And uh, people wanted to, like, repay me or take me to lunch, but they weren't able to. So I just, you know, offered they could pay me $10 if they wanted. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, so in all, to answer your question, probably I'd say upwards over 500. Wow. I didn't know it was actually in the hundreds. So I have a few questions. The first, uh, first of which is what got you into haircutting in the first place? Yeah. Um, the first time I cut my hair, um, I started on myself. And I was, I didn't get, I didn't cut my own hair in first or second year, but third year of college, I borrowed my pastor's kit, Pastor Joshua, and he had given me a haircut like the year before, so I knew he had a kit. I didn't know, and, I didn't know he gave you a haircut. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And so I ended up not returning the kit. The kit's and, like the, the electronic clippers and everything? Yeah, yeah. With the guards? Okay. Right. And the scissors? All right. And I, I just didn't return it. And then I was living in International House at the time. Which is a dorm. And it was a dorm. And it was kind of a new dorm. I didn't know anybody on the floor. I was a little lonely. It was the first time I was living in a single. And so I decided to post on my door just like a sign up for free haircuts. And initially... Nobody took it really seriously. People would like write the names of bald celebrities on the on the sheet, sign up okay. sheet, like Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock. Um, but then eventually, somebody uh, actually put a post-it there saying, "Hey, can I borrow your clippers?" And I assumed he wanted to like cut his own hair, so I offered to cut his own his hair, and. Uh, kind of took off from there. I Initially, it was really slow. Like, people didn't really trust me to cut their hair. So once they saw one or two people, um, people gained my... Tr- uh, I earned their trust and then mm. uh, just kind of grew from there. Wow. Okay. So it was really serendipitous. Like, oh, you happen to have this kit and then... You putting wanted to, you wanted wanted to put that in two and two together, yeah. Wow, okay. Very cool. Um, how long was it, how many haircuts was it before you cut a girl's hair? Actually, the I think I want to say the fourth haircut was oh, really? uh, Rebecca Pierce. And oh, okay. she had like really, really long hair and then i just cut it straight across <laughs> snip 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 yeah so and, and, and i think it took like an hour still an hour <laughs> the first haircuts all took like an hour and a half to an hour wow yeah it was it was silly so you've probably devoted over like a thousand hours of your life to haircutting maybe maybe at le- well at least 500 yeah so i'd say it's probably 750 or so 750 okay yeah wow all right yeah so uh for those of you um who don't know andy he's got many talents he can play tennis he can cook 
But uh, ever since I've known him, he's actually been able to uh, cut hair. Um, and I've often seen him offer haircuts here and there to my friends. And it's, it's, it's quite amazing. And what's even more amazing is he taught me how to cut my own hair, just like self-haircut with my own hair clipper kit um, through Zoom while I was standing in my bathtub in my apartment <laughs> with like two or three sets of mirrors. And um, I can't show you through audio, but the final product actually looked pretty nice. Um, so Andy, you and I were thinking about just sharing a list of things that we learned or experienced or um, yeah, just got to know about haircutting. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe a list of like five things or so, right? Right, right. Yeah, all right. Um, so yeah, let's run down the list. Yeah, so and, uh, no particular ha- order, yes. Yeah. See what happens. No particular order, just um, see what happens, see if right. uh, see if any interesting stories or lessons come from it. And um, yeah, ideally save the best for last. Oh, okay. Um, let's see. If there is a best. I, I didn't put my list in any particular order either. Okay. Yeah, I mean, looks pretty good. So, number one, mm-hmm. I think my muse has always been Abraham Kwan. Um, what does that mean? I know Abraham Kwan. So, Abraham Kwan, he comes from a lineage of balding uh, men. Okay. Or women, so, something like that. But while in college, and I, I think he still has hair, but uh, while uh-huh. in college, he would wear a faux hawk. It was like pretty short on the sides, really nice shape, and then he would like spike up his hair a little bit into a, a faux hawk. And it had this lovely just angle forward. Um, and I just did not know how he achieved that. Um, I'd study it. I'd look at it. I'd even look at it without wax and try to like picture how to cut that. Um, and then I always tried to do it on myself. So I would like um, kind of shave the sides and then like try to sh- my hair is like Asian hair so it like is kind of spiky and so I would try to just like shape the standing up hair into like a, a cone of sorts uh, mm-hmm. to try to get like a faux hawk so yeah what I eventually realized was that length is actually really important you want to grow your hair out a bit on top you want to be able to cut it pretty much the same length so that it uh, layers, which just means that it kind of blends all together. It's all a little bit different lengths, but it kind of it forms a seamless uh, product. And um, yeah, I only f- figured that out finally third year of med school when I thought, okay, I, I need to stop giving myself like pretty much buzz cuts. I have to uh, have uh, s- something like maybe like a little comb over for uh, med school rotations. Hmm. Cool. Um, all right, my first thing on my list is that um, basic haircuts for men are actually not as hard as I thought they would be. 
Yeah. I, I agree. Um, women's haircuts for me are just a lot harder. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, only you would know. Um, so you, you, well, okay. So you taught me my first. You taught me my first haircut to give myself, right? Um, I think how it went was you actually gave me a few haircuts. Just you just gave it to me, and then one time we were at the Bible House. And uh, you were like, hey, Alan, you want to, like, learn to cut your own hair? And you were like, uh, <laughs> I just remember you were like, all right, all you got to do is just go up and then rock it out. Rock it out, it out. yes. Rock it out, yeah. Um, I, I mean, I think it's because it was my own head and, like, you know, just the weight of everything just felt really, it was just very novel for the first time. So I was a little nervous. I was like, I was a little too diffident in actually like going in and like, and then yeah. rolling it out. So either I did, I, it basically like wasn't very effective and then you stepped in for Really me. committing to, um, yeah, like pressing against your head. Yeah, exactly. And so I think, I think, um, I mean, once you've watched like two videos on YouTube, you kind of get a sense of like, oh, I'm supposed to go in like that much, you know, I'm supposed to like go against like the scalp mm-hmm. and then rock, rock it out. Um, so the second time, which was, you know, not, you know, just a few months ago and like, I was actually by myself and didn't have you with me, um, physically at least, uh, it actually wasn't too bad. And somehow I was able to manage like going in through the back. So I, I thought it was, I thought it was, I thought it was pretty neat. I, um, you know, I thought it would take at least like a couple hours, but I think we got it done in like less than an hour and a half. So, yeah, uh, and then yeah. I think I had to leave and join a, a call with Enoch, um, yeah. which which he actually skyped into. But um, yeah, I, I think you you went off and just did a little free handing yourself. Yeah, and and if you don't care how you look, actually, it's it's fun to like you know just see if you can improve your scissors cutting skills and everything. You know, and yeah, it was, it was actually pretty neat. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, uh, I definitely want to do it a little more. So that's my first thing. Yeah. If you need, um, <laughs> assistance next time, uh, you know, I've done it, uh, maybe two or three times with my f- friend Gotham in California, um, over, over zoom. So yeah, if mm-hmm. you just need like some supervision, I'm, I'm happy to step in. Cool. Thanks, bro. All right. What's the second thing on your list? Yeah. So number two is uh, getting someone's trust, winning someone over. So I guess where does this um, come into play? I guess I'd always, you always have this target in mind, uh, or me at least. I, I wanted to win over somebody who already had really good hair. Um for example, Abraham, but he never let me cut his hair. Um, or Jeff's son, I actually did cut his hair. Um, I thought he had, you know, I didn't know that pretty good hair. Um, mm-hmm. His was actually like really easy. He has super thin hair, uh, like mm-hmm. soft, um, and it's 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 a breeze to cut through. Um, and he tipped me like significantly, even though I was just cutting for free. But um, 
I guess this this is just something I, I learned about it. It was that I have this goal in mind. I want my products to surround my target. And then my target will be ultimately just enraptured by my work and then request me to cut their hair. So you mean like, by products surrounding your target, you mean like you want to cut a certain person's hair, so you want them to see the the fruits of your labor. Yeah, so, so in order to get to Abraham, maybe I'll cut X, Y, and Z who are near him or and uh-huh. see him a lot. And then maybe by some chance I will convert Abraham. So was Abraham one of those those targets? Yeah, uh, tar- uh, Abraham was the original muse. Um, uh-huh. I mean, did I have any other targets? I mean, I guess Gotham. He was a friend in college. Uh-huh. I thought he had, like, really nice brown hair um and uh but he was he's a little bit wary of germs so i wasn't sure if he would let me cut his hair just because you know you go to a barber shop they have those blue barbicide uh disinfectant things so um Mm. yeah so I guess uh, haircutting involves getting someone's trust. You need to get their trust in order for you to wield some scissors around their head. And uh, it's ultimately an intimate experience. Uh So question about Abraham's Fellhawk. You said that, was it, did you say it was to hide his baldness no it was not to hide his baldness i'm just that was just i guess a preface about abraham that he i think at some point he he would uh say oh yeah like i'm screwed like there was a ton of my dad is bald though i guess Uh maybe that's misinformed he uh i thought balding is comes from your mom's dad right yeah mom's dad so um, maybe that's why he still has a head of hair. But uh, mm. no, it, it was not to hide his baldness. It was a, it was a very cool-looking haircut, I would say. Hmm. Yeah, I agree. Cool, cool. Um, so did it, did it? So when you say you wanted to get someone's trust, did it ever feel like? Did it ever feel frustrating or did it ever feel like, oh, I need, I really want to cut that person's hair? Yeah, I think. Was it, how much, how much of it was a goal that you were driven towards? I think it, it was certainly, maybe it was like an achievement. Like, uh, this person cares about their hair. They wear it pretty well. And they're willing to kind of risk me giving them a haircut. And then mm-hmm. um, through my haircut, they get the same result. Boom. Like that. Like mm-hmm. I think maybe uh, maybe deep down I'm, I'm just uh, looking for uh, respect as a haircutter. Mm. Yeah. To, a respectable really, haircutter. 
to achieve that status of like, look, I can do just as good of a job as wherever you would you wherever you would yeah, pay big money. Twenty seven dollars at uh, Roots or somewhere in Chinatown. Um, mm-hmm. I remember that's that's how much Abraham would drop on the reg. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. All right. Um, my second thing. It's actually. It's actually just literally from experiencing something during COVID. Um, I think during COVID, uh, you know, you're not seeing people as much. I was at home and uh, I shaved my head completely bald. It was a rather spontaneous When was decision. that? This was March of 2020. Okay. I think yeah. we, we had not connected in until, a while. Yeah, in a while. I, I knew nothing of this shaving. Yeah, my dad was going to give me a regular haircut, and then he was, you know, he had been thinking about it for a while. He was like, you know, Alan, maybe your hair will grow back thicker <laughs> if we shave it completely bald. <laughs> and, and he had, like, he had gone to Costco and bought me, like, this Costco brand of Rogaine, basically. Oh, wow. Like, Noxidil. And so it was like, oh, yeah, and it'll be easier to put on the scalp if, like, you're bald. And, like, I, to be honest, I didn't want, like, I just, I just have a resistance towards, like, artificial means of like trying to artificial chemical means of trying to get you know a certain appearance or like cosmetic like change Mm. right um so i was like i don't know but then my dad was like like i don't know he was just like oh let's let's just try it and i was like okay. so the genes are from your mom my mom like i asked my mom um and i was like was your dad bald and he's like oh yeah (laughs) sorry (laughs) (laughs) but my dad's bald too in the same pattern which is like you know mm-hmm. the the middle area just is this testosterone the entire middle circle of being bald. i've heard it might be okay um and i've actually heard like like i could be totally wrong i've heard the way that this minoxidil works is that testosterone somehow like um it somehow like kills your hair cells or something mm. and so when you when you put the thing on your forehead, like it, it kind of, I think it like reduces blood circulation to those hair mm. cells, um, which is why sometimes you might feel like this weird headache feeling. Um, but that somehow allows the hair cells to rejuvenate or regrow. I see. Um, but only in particular regions. So only in this like center crown, but not like at the front mm. does it work. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I, uh, yeah, like my dad is just like, all right, let's cut it ball. And I was like, all right, well, if there's a time to try it, it's during COVID. So he just he just took the you know the short sling and then zit, 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 and then um, I was I was a chrome dome for oh, a while. Man. Yeah, all the but same length. What I, like, it was just scalp, oh, dude. It, not like, even like a tiny fuzz. Well, okay, granted, no, there was a okay. fuzz, and that's the thing I experienced or learned, like. It feels kind of nice having like a sandpaper head for mm. a while, you know. It it feels pretty cool, um, and <laughs> that's definitely an experience I I'll, I won't forget for a while. Um, Do you think yeah. you look looked more mature with with a I do think the dome head. I do think I looked or ageless. Um, I don't know. I, 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 it definitely didn't. I don't think it made me look younger. I'll say that mm. much. 
but I don't know if it like made me look that much older. Ageless might be the right word, but um, yeah, if I can if I can show you a picture, I I'll definitely sh I'll definitely bring it mm -hmm. up to you. Yeah, I guess why I just bring it up is like Victor uh, shaves his head, and yeah, he looks good, and he's he's a lawyer, and um, I think uh, it's it's a really an ageless look. Yeah. So, actually, here's here's a picture. <laughs> Whoa! That's <laughs> that's. And then here's a here's another angle. If if you can see. Wow. Wow. Yeah. You look like a I don't know Korra character. <laughs> from Legend of Korra? I, I think so. I, I've never seen the show, but just like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, because I'm like, I'm like an airbender. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get your. Or saying. some kind of monk. Yeah. That's cool. I actually, I mean, I liked it. I like the feel of the air on my head. Um, and people have said, like, you know, you could pull off bald pretty well, given the shape of your head. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, I don't know. It's, it's maybe something to consider when I'm like 35 or 40. Yeah, and it's and it's just low maintenance, which I mean, you know, I'm like that for sure. Know? I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of minimalist, so yeah. But that was that was definitely an experience. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So anyway, sandpaper sandpaper head. Um, okay, what's your number three? Okay, um, I wrote down advertisement. Work displayed, vulnerability, a reflection of you. This is like a puzzle. We'll figure out what I was thinking four days ago. Okay. Advertisement. So everybody okay. I cut for is my advertisement. They are my ambassadors. They are um, my evangelists. I send them out into the world to proclaim that, I don't know, Andy's work Work displayed. That's the second yeah. phrase. Um, vulnerability. However, every time I see somebody's haircut that I've cut, I always notice little imperfections. and Little flaws yeah. that could be improved. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like maybe a little tuft here that's not blended well. Um, maybe like just strands. And I, I want to like... Just, you know, Pastor Joshua's giving a sermon, and then I see this thing sticking out of his head. <laughs> I'm just like, no, I wish I could just go up there and sniff it. Because <laughs> he is displaying my work. And uh, if he, you know, if somebody asks him, oh, like, really nice haircut, who gave that to you? Like, he says my name, like, they'll, they'll associate that tuft that strand those mm -hmm. strands with me so mm. that explains vulnerability that uh it, it i feel vulnerable when somebody you know leaves my salon and they go out into the world and uh, yeah the finished yeah. product is very much an ad but also yeah and then people can like look to, at it to be judged people yeah. can look at it scrutinize it um 
and it's it's a reflection of me in the end. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I see. But just a part of you. Just a part of me feels that way. You you say? No, it's just a reflection of part of you, right? It just says speaks to you know your tactile skills, and maybe how meticulous you are. Yeah, I mean, people have said that maybe like I probably take more time than most dresser hairdressers, um, and they think I'm more meticulous. Uh, I have I have so, gotten that, but okay. Then again, I I also notice. Like, like, say I'm sitting in back of somebody in church and they have, like, really well-blended hair. I'll be like, oh, wow, like, that just looks miles better than mine. Hmm. So. I see. So, have you always, have you always studied or noticed or observed hair closely like that? Because um, I think most people wouldn't notice mistakes, mm-hmm. right? No, only after I started cutting i think i was paying more attention to my own finished product like i would walk down the street i would see joe morrison and he has curly hair and his hair kind of blends itself so it all you cut his hair too i did um wow he he was one of my earliest clients he has curly hair caucasian hair is actually easier to cut than asian hair um Mm -hmm. Because it's softer, it blends itself pretty much, cuts itself. Yeah. Um, that that's actually a question I have for mm-hmm. you. Um, like, do you have favorite types of hair you like to cut, and what are the easiest and hardest ones? Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe it's just uh, society ingrained in me, but a lot of what trends uh, in hair comes from, or th- or that I view is uh, coming from a lot of like Caucasian hair. Uh, hairstyles and Mm -hmm. it's a little harder for asian hair to look like that to have that same type of shading um caucasians can have like really like somewhat medium length hair but then it just lays flat and it looks kind of short so Mm um i would say it's it's fun cutting caucasian hair um I do mostly Asian hair. Um, I have done black hair, and that—that that is medium-ish. Um, I think there's in terms of difficulty, difficulty. Yeah, like th- there's a lot of density. I think um, mm-hmm. in black hair, and black hair is also it requires very clean lines, like. They, they uh, have edge-ups, and uh, I don't really have that skill set. Uh, or I don't mm. really do that as well as, say, a black hairdresser. I see, I see. Cool. All right, my number three. Um, this one's not very surprising, but I... If you want to cut your own hair, you have to be willing to just make mistakes. Um, you know, I think I was doing pretty well when we were cutting my hair. And then once we got to the last phase, I think I got a little impatient and just started snipping a little too liberally. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just like, I don't, I don't need my guide fingers. I can just guess a little bit. And, um, 
<laughs> I got a little too much. Tried to sh- try to use the clippers to uh, mm. to like you know blend it in, and then that just that just made the back of the head a little bit worse. Mm. Um, and it was no the mistake was noticeable, but at least people people were nice about it. And I was like, oh, actually, you can't really see it. It doesn't look that bad. But um, I don't know. Yeah, like my friend, my fr- I I was inspired to cut hair from seeing you. From seeing my friend Young be like, oh yeah, I cut my own hair. And he was just like, yeah, I, I always make mistakes. You know, you just roll with it because hair grows back, you know. And, and no, I feel like knowing that it's a temporary thing um, makes me at least okay with it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like. Yeah, what? You're, you're a grad student. Not- what a better time to uh, experiment with how your hair looks. Yeah. yeah. And um, I feel like it's, you know, it. I just it makes me realize like not it. Not everyone is meant to do it. I was like, hey, like, would you ever cut your own hair? He's like, nah, I'm not brave enough, you know. And I was like, huh, bravery, interesting choice of words. Yeah, it's either bravery, adventurousness. Yeah, I think that's what I want. You know, I'm curious, adventurous, mm-hmm. want to see what it feels yeah. like, and I'm I'm always up for a challenge. So. I guess what I learned is something more about how my personality speaks for itself when it comes to something like haircuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't know what it was for me. Maybe it's a combination of... Um, well, I guess th- this goes into point five, but I won't go there yet. Um, but it... Uh, I, I'm, you know, pretty frugal and investing into the future and you know this is a skill you're gonna get a haircut every one and a half months why shell out like 15 bucks um Mm -hmm. every one and a half months and you have to go somewhere wait um this is this is an investment and every time you do it you're gonna get better and you can even cut your kid's hair yeah exactly yeah that's that's actually similar to my number five as well um cool What's your number four? Number four. Okay, so I wrote these two words, intimate and the heart. So um, one of the impetuses, impeti, of this <laughs> impeti, of haircutting, I think um, third year of college, I was doing small group coordinating. I did not enjoy small group coordinating very much because it's kind of more admin work. A lot of emails. What I liked doing was just like leading the small group, um, having small group members. Um, Uh And so in order to kind of feel like I'm on the ground a little more, I I guess I used haircutting as a channel um, to... I guess practice faith, and um, the the whole idea behind free haircuts was that um, no st- grace is no strings attached. It's it's a haircut and no other questions. Um, mm-hmm. And I guess in contrast, sometimes you see like people on the reg in front of the library and who are always like canvassing for animals or canvassing for this organization that organization trying to get you to sign up and there's always a string attached um 
but uh, in stark contrast, I wanted to kind of show grace as something um, that is freely given. Um, mm -hmm. On top of that, the heart. So probably the image of haircutting that I wanted to convey. Um, also, when I did the U Chicago Uncommon Fund, uh, Kaywin, me, and Dora applied for this for some funding to get uh, haircutting supplies. But um, we wanted to, uh, yeah, show show God's love through uh, giving free haircuts. And um, probably the image that captures it best is at the end when after the person leaves or they're in the shower, they're rinsing off their hair, we're have the dustpan on the ground and we're sweeping up the hair. And that was probably uh, how I wanted to kind of uh, uh, pass on that kind of spirit, spirit of like ser serving other people that way, mm -hmm. uh, sweeping up their hair. Yeah, yeah. That's always the, <laughs> that's always the most knowing part, right? So. Yeah, it's it's staticky, um, or if it gets wet, it sticks to the ground. Mm -hmm. We've been I've been in many many places to cut hair. I, I cut hair on the quad before. Um, really? There's some outlets there. I've been in Burton Judson, another dorm. Been in Max Pilevsky, another dorm. Many many. What um, what's been the most unusual circumstance where you cut hair? Or your most unexpected customer? Most unexpected customer. Oh, wow. Some, you know, something, you know, anybody. I think setting-wise, um, it was probably the quad. And it was this tall guy. He also played basketball with AIV. He was a tall white guy. Um, really mm -hmm. chill dude. And... He, he was in one of my humanities or literature classes or civ classes and um, he was like pretty adventurous and let me cut his hair um, on the quad and it was just a fun moment that we were doing this really weird thing in broad daylight. And were people walking by? Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember which part of the quad? I, I think it was like... I mean, I have a picture of it. I, I want to say it was um, more in front of the math buildings, like okay. Ryerson. Okay. Wow. Um, what about any unexpected customers? Like, uh, were there were there people that, have there ever been times where you've just met a oh. person and then kind of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hair? So... Um, from church, Heather Stanky. She had a friend who uh, she knew from some organization and it was just complete stranger. I think he had been homeless at one point, but uh, oh, wow. yeah, we, we just kind of did it in, in the Bible house and uh, that was probably one of, one of the more unusual circumstances. Um, okay. Oh, and I also did um, UIC Street Medicine. Um, uh -huh. well, uh, 
Grace Park was part of UIC Street Medicine. She recommended I just join them in at one of their community dinners. And it was in this uh-huh. church in South Loop. And so they were giving like free health care during like a church dinner. And mm-hmm. uh, I was off kind of doing as many haircuts as I could possibly do in two hours. And At the street medicine clinic. Uh, it, 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 it was like within this church. Or, yeah. Right, and right, right. off to the side was like street medicine. But in the foyer, in the lobby, I was just like buzzing people's heads. And uh, it was, there were some gnarly hair that I cut off. Uh, some, somebody had just like this uh, black hair when it kind of overgrows, it becomes like this, uh, it mats or something. Uh, and so I just like cut off this giant ball and it was like an, a rat. <laughs> it kind of just looked like this big old ball. And uh, wow. the person ended up keeping it because it had been part of her for 20 years. Wow. 20 years? Yeah. So. That's how long she had I, I just like hacked off this ball of thing on, on her head. Wow. It's so. a memento of, yeah. Wow. Okay. But yeah, it seems like, so. so anyway, your number four point was that haircutting has been a means of Becoming intimate, it's you one-on-one with another person and to show your heart for a serving mm-hmm. them. Correct. Mm. That ties into my, yeah, that ties into my number five, actually. Um, anyway, my number four is, okay, so I know my number three was, you know, you just got to not care too much and be willing to make mistakes if you cut your own hair. Um, but my number four, and, th- and this is plain as day, actually, but it's like, you're like, I, at least I can be very vain at times and I'm probably my own worst critic. Um, and I only say this just because, you know, it's like I go into cutting my own hair and I'm like, it's not a big deal. But then when it actually happens, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, did I just mess up? Or like, how do I do, you know, it's like we care so much about getting everything right, you know, for, for what, right? For the sake of touching up a good appearance. Um, and then, you know, looking fresh, you know, wanting to look a certain way, wanting to mm. make sure that you present yourself well um, to the world around you. And uh, I, I just find that we, I just find it interesting that we're willing to, you know, we're willing to go to a hairdresser and pour in, you know, what would you say, $27? Mm-hmm. Maybe. I know someone who spent, he went to a Jap, I think he went to a Japanese hairdresser and he was Chinese, right? Um, and he spent either 40 or $50 for a haircut that I'm sure you could have given just fine because it looked just like a regular hmm. buzz cut with some more length on the yeah. top, you know. Um, he said it was like some special Asian haircut, and I was like, I, I'm not sure hmm. how, right? Um, that does remind but, me that, you know, um, haircut, I guess it's sort of for vanity purposes, but it can also be very transformative, Uh and like first uh, it's uh, kind of one of the first things you notice about somebody um if like a person who's homeless um gets a haircut instantly their uh appearance changes and they mm-hmm. they could like walk into an interview or something 
um, mm. or or just feel better about you know how how they look yeah absolutely wow yeah and then yeah i i never thought about it that way did did people ever have that reaction when you cut their hair yeah i think um yeah pr- particularly uh from the street medicine experience um mm-hmm. i think people just felt felt transformed they they uh they got something done that they'd been waiting a long time to do mm. they finally got to be served in like this way that you know what am i trying to say it's like you 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 help shape them shape them and, shape um, them shape them yeah shave them shape them yeah in a way where you have to be the one that's like almost subservient to them you know which is probably like a position that they're not they're not like you might they might not experience very often mm. you know and the end product me is is something in which you know at least they're at least physically edified you know and that's also something that they probably don't experience often so i guess the point being i can see why it'd be so trans ice like transformative like it's this powerful lasting experience mm-hmm. yeah and it's something that probably you and i take for granted i don't i know i don't care about my hair that much but maybe i should yeah i i, I like to have maintain good hair mm-hmm. usually yeah. yeah i just find that for me it can look very different depending on the day hmm. like Today, I don't know, it just it just looked really messy, like a little ruffled. Other days, I like do a little sweep, you know, across the forehead, mm. and I'm like, wow, this looks good today, you know. But Maybe you need more length. Lesson number one. Maybe. Length up top. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's, all, it's a little hard because, like, my hair is thinning on the top, so I don't know. Maybe there's not much opportunity to... But yeah, I think I, when I say that, like I can be vain as like my number four. It's like sometimes I stare in the bathroom mirror, like at work, where the light's really intense, and then I can see like just sparseness right around mm. here. Um, and I'm like, wow, like that wasn't there before, you know? That I mean, it, it, it it's it's something that's been with you for these twenty twenty six years. Mm-hmm. and it's it's no longer there um yeah. like i chipped my tooth in india uh-huh. like pulling a beer bottle into my tooth and uh and then i was so sad i i like this thing that has been with me since like i don't know when i was seven uh and it, it was uh i i guess i was really saddened uh mm-hmm. just about this this little change and yeah. um yeah. same thing with your follicles mm. it's always been a part of you and now it's gone yeah it's really interesting because it's like it just it speaks to how you know we say our soul or our identity is different from our body but our body is very much a part of us and yet we are not just our bodies. 
But anyway, that's a, another topic of conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah, I I guess yeah I I one of the one thing that that reminds me of just like you know being self conscious of your hair is like I feel like I was never I never cared that much like my my mother actually noticed that I was starting to bald like during high school. Mm. Um, and I mean, it was way less obvious then, but now it's like, you, you know, you progressively see how the hairline recedes, but I felt like I always, at least from my faith and values, I was always like, you know, like it's your, it's your character that matters. You know, it's your, it's, you know, it's your actions, it's your behavior. That's ultimately most important. Like who cares what, what you wear, or how you look. Right. Um, so it's almost going too extreme in this one direction of, you know, it's the inside, not the out. Um, and so I always found it like peculiar and maybe a little bit annoying sometimes, but not really, when my mom or dad would like obsess more over mm. my hair than I would. You know, they're like, oh no, Alan, you know, it's like, oh, you know, it's like your hair is a little more, a little more sparse than last time mm. you came home. Um, and I feel like, you know, and then I was like, well, dad, you're more bald than me. Why do you care so much? And then he was like, you know, well, you know, I'm, I'm already like old and like, I'm already like married. <laughs> and so I feel, I, I think growing older, I've started to consider how practically there's a necessity of like how you dress yourself, how you appear to others, right? Like, like it or not, people make judgments about you mm-hmm. based on how you look, whether they're even aware or not, right? Um, and so I've just been starting to like that's I ultimately I think that's why I relented when it was like okay they want to put some Costco brand Rogaine on me. Um, what do you think that was about? I, I have a hypothesis, but uh... I like I think that you know they're very conscientious. They're very they're very conscious of you know like wanting me to get married. Ah uh, yes, I, that was that was my know. hypothesis. <laughs> the passing around of genes. <laughs> Yeah, and they're like, you know, like, I think they just care about me looking suitable and, like, like looking my best, you know, for the sake of hoping that Alan can find someone to be happy with. Because mm-hmm. it's like, because my, my dad's like, oh, yeah, I'm already old and married, you know. It's like, I was going to say, after I got married, I didn't, didn't care about, like, shoes or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, and, and so I I don't know, and and I feel like a younger version of me would have been like, who cares? Like I feel like the if a girl is gonna like me, like she's gonna like like my character, and maybe I mean that's necessary, but perhaps it's not sufficient, and so maybe I have to be a bit more pragmatic about all that. Yeah, you just um, you know really up it for that those first few years until you get somebody, and then. Then you can relax it. <laughs> yeah, I just it just feels like I'm playing a game to like get a certain goal that ultimately is not like I don't know, not the real thing in the end. Right. I I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have to play by society's rules for a mm. little bit. Um But yeah, but then during the times that I do care for my hair, like, oh just like gotta like put a little product in here this morning. I'm like, damn, like some girls do like two or three times as much every day, you know, they like straighten their hair. They get up at six thirty to make it look all nice. And I'm like, 
it's like wow no matter like people no, no wonder people stress out so much or like just feel like they're so busy right it's just it's it's a lot you know on top of hygiene responsibilities work mm-hmm. I don't know like hair can be a big part of it and maybe that's why I choose not to care as much about it yeah I mean do you do you wet do you take a morning shower or evening shower it depends but most of the time it's an evening, evening shower okay so yeah like yeah. I guess um kind of depends on yeah how you sleep on it what type of shampoo you use but if it just like looks off you can always just wet it and then dry it or, or like complete you- like completely soak it under a shower so that it kind of resets the hair yeah yeah do you um do you do you always shampoo your like how often do you do shampoo and conditioner i have been doing i don't i actually uh i mean my mom gave me a bunch of head and shoulders so i've been just using that like two in one head and shoulders thing Mm mm-hmm Pretty much every day. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Like I, I actually hear like you're not supposed to shampoo like so much like every day. So I, I don't always shampoo my hair actually. Hmm. Maybe like once every two days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe there's some kind of correlation on off days or on days that's that affects your hair. Oh, for sure. Like, I definitely notice the difference in texture between, like, when I just use shampoo, when I use shampoo and conditioner, and then when I, yeah. like, just rinse my hair on an off day. Um, yeah, the texture is different. Do you comb your hair? No, I don't. I don't comb. Okay. Comb. I, my mom taught me to comb my hair in elementary school, but then I realized, like, you know, when I see people comb their hair, it just looks so artificial. Like, I love that natural, like, look, like, you know, you just, you just got out of the pool and, like, it's, like, just, it's kind of just, like, you know, you run your hand through it and it looks a bit more rough, but a bit more natural. Swimming actually will, um, leave a residue in your hair (laughs) and, like, back in the day. Where it's hard, where it's hard to, like, comb, like, pull pull your fingers through. Yeah, it's like a natural wax or gel and. Yeah. You can, like, I, I guess back in the day, I could, like, shape my hair however I wanted. Cause, cause, uh-huh. But right now, it's, like, totally soft because I haven't swum in a while. Okay. I did. Yeah, I, I definitely know what you're talking about. But I always thought it was bad for my hair, you know, because all the chlorine in the pool. Certainly, yeah. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think my hair was very healthy back then. Yeah. All right. What's your number All five? Right. Finally, we arrive at number five. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote the spark, the gem, the catalyst. So sounds mysterious. How did I get into medical school? Haircutting. How did I get into residency? Haircutting. Haircutting. Probably. I think. How did I get married? said Emily, haircutting. (laughs) Um, She she muttered under her breath, how did I get married? (laughs) Um, No, it's it's something that uh, is unique, sets sets somebody apart. Um, I think 
I was listening to this series on heart motives. Um, I heard of that, yeah. Yeah. And I was trying to figure out if I'm a respect me or a like me. Like, do I just want, you know, my ambassadors to spread my name across the earth? Or do I rather, like, want worshipers or people to look up to me, respect me? And Mm -hmm. I think it's probably respect. Um, I'm... I don't really care too much about being known by everybody, just maybe particular people that I see their hair and I I view it highly. And so, um, anyways, the spark, the gem, the catalyst, it's it's something that sets you apart. Um, It's it's a little novel, it shows service. Um, It always came up on med school interviews. It always came up on residency interviews. Um, and I think, uh, yeah, I thought there was more to say about this, but, uh, this is number five. Uh, so you're saying that because you always had this interesting aspect about yourself, it was a great way to stand out. Yeah. I, I wonder third year Andy in college, he did not have a lot of volunteering experience. He did not publish any papers. He needed to come up with something to stand out in med school interviews. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody else is going to cut hair. Oh, wow. Yeah. Same thing with residency, apparently? Uh, I mean, residency, I I was able to add to the noise, published a, you know, paper with very rudimentary statistics about, mm-hmm. you know, about some cohort study but it wasn't even in psychiatry so yeah uh, maybe psychiatry uh, the haircutting really left a flavor of andy in, in people and they're mm. like oh yeah he's the haircutting guy gotcha that's cool how did it get you married i, I don't know like, have you cut emily's hair i don't know why she said how did it get me married but yeah maybe it was saving the 40 dollars uh i cut her hair probably like five six times um before we got married um Uh within six months i think of dating i cut her hair and i think just thinking about her that 40 dollars really uh won her over saving that 40 dollars Okay, she's saying that's not true. <laughs> it was something else that won you over. Yeah, over. I don't know. Uh, but but uh, I don't know. Maybe 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 it was. It was the spark, the gem, the catalyst. <laughs> you should ask her. Like, did it at least do something? What did it do? Hair cutting. Haircutting was an act of my love and trust for you. Oh, she's saying it was her trust for me and love for me. To allow you to cut my hair. Oh, okay. So she Aww. she thinks it's it was the other way around, that she was showing her love for me to let... I see. By letting yeah, you... Kind of indulge in... By, by making yourself vulnerable mm-hmm. to yeah. you. Very vulnerable. And did she like the haircut? I think so. Yeah, it was 
we, we've uh, mostly stayed conservative, but I did uh, kind of do a short, you know, uh, slightly neck length six. haircut. And uh, <laughs> she just said, you, you were supposed to cut two inches and you cut half a foot. <laughs> You know, hair shrinks and lengthens when it's wet, so <laughs> you didn't tell me what what it was I like, two inches it. dry or two inches wet. Cut six. Okay. Well. I see. You know, somebody, people tell me what they want. I have an idea of what they need, so... <laughs> I take that as <laughs> suggestions, but, you know, I, I'll just give them what I, I, I'm comfortable with giving them. I see. I see. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. My number five. Um, I mean, it's, it's, not, it's not anything new out of what we've already discussed. It's basically that, you know, giving your own haircuts is a really great way to serve and to be economical. And I say that from being the recipient so many times, because um, I think most people grow up accustomed to going to the barbershop, going to the hairdresser, you know, sitting in the chair and getting their haircut. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you said this was your parents, but for my parents, like I, they always cut it from like whenever I was a kid, like when I was super mm. young. I don't know if that's a subtle Asian trait, but it sure seems common, right? Like, you know, parents would just buzz cut you um, to save yeah. money, be more frugal. I often know. had the mushroom cut, which was like a one on the sides and then a four on the top. For some reason, we never blended it. And I sported that through high school up oh, until wow. like maybe f- sophomore year of high school. You should show me a picture. Yeah, it's somewhere um, up there. It's definitely in Facebook. Yeah. I, and the thing is, like, I learned that my dad, when he grew up, he was, he had to work on a farm or live in a village. And um, during that time, he volunteered uh, to cut other people's hair. Um, oh, that's cool. He sometimes... Yeah, he sometimes made. I remember he told me he made a mistake one time where he accidentally like snipped part of a person's ear. Oh yeah, by accident. Yeah, yeah, but that that's gotta hurt. But um, yeah, I think he was living on a farm during like the Cultural Revolution, uh, and he cut hair, and so I guess he brought that legacy over towards his kids. So when you were saying like it's an investment, it's something that can go towards you know your friends and your future family. That's what I was thinking, you know, that definitely applied to my dad. Um, then my mom cut my hair as well. And, uh, what I later realized is that they were not like, I feel like, you know, if that's all you've ever seen, you think like they know what you're, they're doing. But then I went to like, you know, actual hair salons, like at some point in college. And I was like, okay, wow. There's, there's like, they didn't actually quite know what they were doing. Well, no, they did define job, but it's just like they were trying to figure some things out, you know, like adjust mistakes. Mm-hmm. You're probably, you, I feel like, you know, you're, you're probably, it was probably what you encountered within your first couple of years. Of oh, yeah. Like first 
probably 15 haircuts all took an hour and a half to two hours it was crazy yeah so i don't know it was just really it was really strange you know going to like mitsusato hair academy when i was in college Mm -hmm. um like my mom would my mom was like okay we gotta like like give you an actual good haircut so let's take you to a hair salon every time i went home for break and so uh they were like all right what are we gonna do for you today and then i was like um i don't know (laughs) (laughs) i've never been asked that question so i would just hold up a photo of men's best haircuts 2018 or something yeah um and then they'd be like okay so like a two on the side and then i'd be like two white (laughs) (laughs) two eighths of an inch oh i see uh yeah sure i guess Mm -hmm. um and then i i don't know i'm not super picky so i just go with what they gave um but i don't know all all this to say is like i now that i know like how haircuts work with like ones twos and fours and then like how you snip at the top it is a great way to serve it there is something appealing about you know being able to do that for someone else although i've yet to do that and then i personally would like to see it be an investment into you know my future my potential family you know and and to help people with that because it's it's super practical and everyone needs a haircut right Almost yeah, per, uh, particularly with this times, you know, so many YouTube videos, a huge surge in video YouTube videos came out about self tutorials of haircuts, yeah. and um, a lot of them I thought were trying to be a little too advanced. Um, That's what I felt. Yeah, they they were trying to do a fade, or like, but you know you. At our level, we you don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Cool. Andy, you want to recap your list of five? Yeah. So number one, length is important. Back to uh, the muse Abraham. You know, for such a long time, I was trying to get his hairstyle. Didn't work, but just had to grow out my hair a little bit. Number two haircuts it's a lot about getting people's trust um initially nobody and i international house wanted me to cut their hair number three it's an advertisement of myself a reflection of me it's my work displayed and for all the world to see and their roommates and number four it's a intimate experience i'm touching their head i'm you know uh, uh, stroking their hair and it's all it's also a, an intimate way to serve people um give them a service number five the spark the gem the catalyst it probably got me into medical school i think um it probably helped me uh, with residency and it's probably helped me also get married. <laughs> we need to have Emily on a podcast. <laughs> I know. She's, she'd be great. 
she's a great um, commentator in my Snapchats too. So, I agree. That was my five. Yeah, my five. Um, number one, uh, basic haircuts for men are actually not as hard to learn as I thought they would. Number two, I love the feeling of a sandpaper bald head. Number three, uh, don't be afraid to make mistakes. Not in haircutting, not in life. Number four, we're all pretty vain. Um, we're all our own worst self-critics. Mm-hmm. And then number five, uh, haircutting is a great way to serve others and to be economical. It's a good skill to invest. That was much more succinct than what I did. <laughs> I started just okay. elaborating. <laughs> These listeners, oh, they, they just stopped the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's okay. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure they were enthralled. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. If you're still with us, um, yeah, we had a lot of fun talking about hair. And uh, yeah, see you next time. See you next time. Bye. <laughs>